Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, what's up, everybody? Just woke up, threw on a hat, threw on some clothes. So sorry if I, it looks like I just woke up because I did. <clears throat> uh, I went to Dunkin' Donuts. I grabbed a coffee, got a decaf because, you know, I can't take the caffeination. And <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my voice. This is definitely not decaf because my heart is going at 100 beats per minute. Let me take a breather for a second. How's everybody doing? Really sitting it. How are you doing today? Just kidding. You don't have to sit in it because it might be sad. So <laughs> let's just move on from that one. But I hope you're doing well. If you're not doing well, do something that makes you happy today. Whether that's going and getting a nice coffee or whether that's going to the store or just driving around and listening to music or listening to a podcast or something like that. I know the days are getting harder because they're getting colder and darker. For me, they do get harder when they're like that. I really, it really starts to get me. You know, you don't really get your vitamin D. And all that stuff because the sun wants to hide so so i was looking at previous episodes and for a little while we haven't taken a look at alpha male content and i have to say i think reacting to alpha male content is probably my favorite thing to do i don't know what it is about it maybe i'm just like a giant feminist or something uh pick me i don't i think it's because everybody doesn't like alpha males people who claim that they are alpha males like men don't like alpha males women don't like alpha males uh, i think men and women equally hate alpha males and the concept of that idea and who unironically use the term and then call other men beta for you know liking women and respecting women it's a very very interesting take so this video is called six reasons dating is getting worse for men and i thought it would be intriguing i looked at this guy's channel for a little bit he never really shows his face which is not uh you know by the books that's not really an alpha male thing to do so don't really know why he would hate on women when he can't even show his face on his channel very interesting to me i'm going to show you this video and uh, bear with me it's 12 minutes here and we're just going to see what he has to say you know what are the six reasons that dating is getting worse for men know what i like about you nothing no f off so the beginning there if you're not watching the video it's a tiktok of a woman and it's captioned short guys approaching me and that was the audio which is like <laughs> which is i don't know i'm just i thought it was funny am i evil for thinking that yes and you know what like just say the same thing back it's fine it's cool don't you don't gotta be so intimidated by tall women that shit does not phase me why is it phasing you you were born that way like lady gaga said just embrace it it's fine things are getting bad guys like really, really bad. The data confirms it, and if you don't believe this, you're only deluding yourself. In this video, I'm going to be presenting to you the six reasons for why dating for men will only ever get worse in the years to come. 
Number one, female quality decline. Why do they always use those types of phrases when they're referring to, like... <laughs> I feel like every time I've watched an alpha male video, they talk about quality, like, the like quality males or quality females. Okay, everyone likes a quality person. I, th- I mean, some of you guys are a little iffy on who you're dating. You're not dating the most, uh, you know, quality perfected person, but that's fine. Now, in my last video, I spoke about the holy trinity of what makes a perfect 10 out of 10 woman. If you missed it, the three things were hot, young, and undamaged. Oh, come on. We all know the hottest people are hot and damaged. Young or old, whatever, doesn't matter. They're hot. If they're damaged, they are hot. Sorry. That means that I'm ultra super, super hot. Okay? Very hot. I'm off the charts then. Just think about how much damage you have, that's how hot you are. Damaged person makes them have a little more character. They have a little more of a sparkle, you know? Undamaged, that's kind of boring. Is that ignorant to say? No, it's not. Shout out to all the damaged people out there. Everyone's damaged also. I don't think anyone is undamaged. I think we're all pretty damaged. But what's shocking about these three things is that in each department, they have all got significantly worse in the last few decades. There have been zero improvements. Everything is going downhill. We'll start off with the first, hotness. If we take a look at this chart, this displays the level of extreme obesity in America over the last 30 years. <laughs> I wonder uh, I wonder why the obesity levels in America have gone up. Have you ever considered like the food that they feed you? You could probably also compare that, you know, without even looking at data, you could also compare that to poverty because when you don't have enough money, um, it's harder to eat healthy and they make the healthier foods more expensive. So therefore, obesity will go up. I mean, that's just a little guess in my book. I'm not looking at any charts or anything. But like if the poverty levels rise, then the obesity levels are probably going to rise as well because people can't afford, you know, to, to buy that organic organic every version of every food ever. It's also broken down by gender. And if we take a look at the data, for men, the level of extreme obesity has gone up from 0.3% to 2.2% in the last 30 years, a difference of 1.9 percentage points. Meanwhile, for women, there is a differential increase of 3 percentage points. That's three times the level of obesity in this time frame. So in the 90s, just one in 60 was extremely obese. In 2019, that figure has dropped to just 1 in 20. And this number isn't even including the regular overweight or obese people. The women are getting fatter guys, much fatter. Alright, who gives a fuck? Uh, I, honestly, I just... I, who cares? <laughs> like, some people just don't care about the weight of who they're dating. Some people and some people do. It's it's like a preference. It's like short men and tall men. It's just I don't really okay. If you don't, you don't want to date someone who's overweight or obese, then you don't have to do it. Why are you whining about it? Who cares? They don't want you either. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been going to nightclubs somewhat regularly, and whenever I go, I always see the exact same thing. You always get these obese women lurking around, and they'd always have a lineup of beta orbiter normies surrounding them, and these guys would always be slim. Okay, so a slim guy can't be with an overweight woman for what? Then that makes them a beta male. Like, do you see why I like reacting to these videos? Because what the fuck does that even mean? There's just two people hitting it off. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? You're not dating either of them. Here's another thing. 
the rate of both men and women who have a tattoo has also gone up in the last 20 years. And while for men, a tattoo can often increase his attractiveness, as it can enhance his masculinity, for women on the other hand, tattoos almost always decrease her attractiveness. The women out there aren't as attractive anymore, and it's getting worse year after year. No, no, I am so sorry. I, I, tattoos make me want to pass away. If women with tattoos, you think they're less attractive? I'm sorry, but the more the more tattoos a woman has, the more attractive she is. It is it is insane. Can't even think about tattoos. This is how this is how nice they are to me in my book. See, it's my preference. I love tattoos. I think tattoos are sexy on everybody. Actually, it's art on your fucking skin. It's awesome. It looks beautiful. I don't know. This guy wants to date a woman from the 1930s. Okay, then take a time machine and travel back. Whatever. How about the second point? Young. Well, if we take a look at this chart, the average age of first marriage has gone up by nearly 10 years in the last 50 years. It was 21 years old in the 60s. In 2017, it is scraping over 30. Okay, I wonder why. Come on, genius. Come on, genius. Why do you think people got married earlier in the 1960s? Because it was such a societal thing to marry people. It's like, young. You know, they're going out into the war, whatever, you get married. Oh, you got to have kids. You got to do this. You got to do that. It was such a societal thing. And like people would have a lot of kids and stuff like that. And as we progress as a society, women are learning that they can be independent because back then it was like you, you have to get the man and you have to do this with the man and all that stuff. But now people are realizing like I don't need to be with someone to be successful or to thrive and stuff like that. I don't have to rush into that when I'm 20 years old because you don't even know yourself when you're 20 years old. So like okay who cares if they're getting married later it's not 1960 you know a lot of these women would be stuck in really bad relationships back in the day too they couldn't get out because of a bunch of different reasons you know maybe it was religious or maybe it was a society thing i didn't live in the 60s so i don't really know but just taking an educated guess like women would put up a lot more with abuse and all that stuff and um today that's still obviously a problem but people can get out of those relationships uh they have a little more strength they have a little bit more backing because back in the day i don't think people you know they probably have to stay quiet about it you you, you got to stay in your relationship whatever it doesn't matter but today people encourage you to get out of a bad relationship and stuff like that because who cares about what the outside perspective is if that's your personal hell who you're married to then you got to get the fuck out it's not you know we're not keeping it quiet anymore the women can go off and be free if they're with an abusive partner, and the same is for men. And no guys, this isn't a result of men holding women off till later ages. It is in fact the other way around. Women are now choosing to spend their teens and twenties partying, having a good time, and then when she gets older, almost always at that magic number of 30, then she'll jump off the carousel. Then she'll start wanting to settle down, usually with a beta provider. I think <laughs> with a beta provider, please. How? Okay. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. To, you know, to have fun in your teens and your twenties, to go do whatever the hell you want. You're young. Go and you have fun and you do stuff that you want in your twenties and stuff like that. You don't have to settle down at twenty-one or twenty-five. No one. Some people don't want to do that. What's the problem with that? Go out. Go to the clubs. I don't give a fuck. Go to the club if you're forty. I, this guy has to be mad because he's not married at twenty years old. The dating market is getting significantly worse for the men out there who want relationships and marriages. Now moving on to the last point, undamaged. 
And guys, this should be by far the easiest to understand that this corner has got ridiculously worse in the last 50 years. I like damage. I like my goods a little damaged. Very damaged, actually. Dragged through the pavement in the rain and the snow and the hail. Flung around a little, little bit. Hit off the walls. And that's... I'm sorry, that sounds bad. Bringing up the chart I showed at the beginning again. The average number of women with more than 10 partners before their first marriage has gone up massively in the last 50 years. The rates of single motherhood have gone up tenfold since World War II. Wait, wait, wait. Why does that mean they're damaged, though? Hold on. Is this... Like, does women having a lot of sexual partners mean that they're damaged? Or, like, being a mother mean they're damaged? Because I feel like that means the opposite. And guys, like all of the data I'm presenting to you, the situation is almost never as okay as it seems. For example, in this chart, the last data point was in 2010. It's been over 10 years since that time. Tinder wasn't created until 2012. Just imagine how high the up-to-date numbers will be now. Next, this chart only shows the women who have more than 10 partners. I'd like to see how the data will be split if they divided it into more groups for the higher numbers. There's women out there who are racking up counts of 50, 60, 100, 200 partners. Imagine what the data would be like if they included this in the survey. And lastly, this might be the most important variable. Women are 1.5 times more likely to lie about their body count compared with men. This data collection produced its results from a survey. Okay, it's not just women who have that amount of partners. Also, who cares? Why can't she go and have fun? It's funny because women aren't really allowed to brag about their body count, or they're seen as sluts. I've heard it all, guys. These are just some of the excuses I've heard from women when they try to explain slash justify their number of partners. Oh, well that guy, he didn't make me finish, so he doesn't count. Oh, and that guy? I'm not making this up. He went in the back door, so he doesn't count either. Whatever. Uh, no, these women probably make up these excuses because they don't want to be called a slut and they don't want to be called a whore and all that stuff. You know, because like I said, when a woman shares her body count, it's seen as icky. Which doesn't even make any sense because I view everybody as equal. I've genuinely heard a woman say this before. The women are getting worse, guys. Way, way worse. And there's a strong chance things are also worse than you think. Now moving on to point number two. Attractiveness inflation. Wait, so he didn't even talk about the damaged... How is a woman having multiple partners or being a, a mother a damaged woman? I think you're a strong woman. If you, you're your mother, it's one of, that's like the strongest thing you could do. When you think about this one, you realize just how ridiculous things are getting. So a few decades ago, and for the reasons just explained, your average woman's relationship value was quite high. And this is justified by the reasons outlined in point number one. Additionally, their perceived value was low. They didn't have access to things like online dating, which inflates women's egos, and simping wasn't anywhere near as widespread. So the point being, women used to be significantly more humble in the past. But now, in 2021, women's actual value is in freefall. But their perceived value is skyrocketing to all-time highs. The level of delusion in the current dating market is reaching unprecedented and unsustainable levels. Also, I was just thinking, you know, as this guy is saying that women are perceived, you know, to have a higher rating or whatever the fuck that means is like people are probably just appreciating women more. Moving on to reason number three, the unneededness and unwantedness of men in the current dating market. In all of human history, going back tens of thousands of years, 
Men were highly valuable for a tribe's survival. Their main purpose was to protect, serve and sacrifice for the benefit of the tribe. A man's main bargaining power towards the opposite sex was the ability to provide resources for both herself and her eventual offspring. However, in the last couple of decades, men have lost that bargaining power. Women are in the workplace and have an abundance of resources nowadays. And putting aside the debate for this particular change for now, if we just take a look at the impact that this change has had on the dating market, we see that the majority of men have now become all but redundant in the current dating market. So it's bad if a woman's in the workplace? Did this one go right over my head? Because I'm not really unwanted and unneeded men. So, okay, so men protect and serve and they sacrifice. Like he said, they work. So it's bad if a woman is working. Is she not allowed to protect and serve and sacrifice? Yeah, maybe that was a Neanderthal's fucking job back then to do all that. Doesn't have to be a man's job today. You could even reverse the roles if you want. The man could be a stay-at-home dad if that's what they want to do. And who, you know what? Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Moving on to reason number four, online dating takeover. The impact that this has had on the dating market goes without saying. And there are two reasons for why this is causing things to get worse. The first one's obvious. Online dating is all about looks. Online dating equals LLL, looks, looks, looks. Looks is what's separating the haves from the have-nots. This guy's mad because he's probably ugly. Sorry, I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, no, online dating is all about looks. You swipe left or right based off of people's looks. I mean, not all the time. They also have a biography, which is really good because like you can look and you're like, oh, this person likes this. Not really a fan of that. Oh, this person is doesn't have a, the college education that I prefer in a partner. Um, so I'm just going to say no. It's also a really it's you know, it's good and it's bad. Obviously, it has the good and the bad. And the second reason is that online dating has put all of the power in the hands of just two groups the women and chads the women in the chads <laughs> Wait, what? i gotta yeah ah yes the two genders women and chads i'm a happy chad i will you could call me chad any day before online dating almost everyone's social circle was significantly smaller but now Online dating has given pretty much an infinite number of options for both of these two groups. Before, even if a guy was extremely high value, a top 1% guy, he still would have been limited massively by the size of his social circle. The infrastructure simply wasn't available for him to access all of his potential options. But now, because of online dating, it has set up the perfect conditions for chads to monopolise over the dating market. This guy is mad because Chad is just so sexy and Chad's getting swiped right all the fucking time. He's so mad. He's so mad. He's so mad. Okay, Chad's getting the ladies. What's wrong with that? Good for Chad. You should be proud of him. Wouldn't he be an alpha male like in your book? He's getting all the women. He's a quote-unquote high-value man apparently because so many people want him. It's not a good thing. Isn't that what like you guys want to be? You want to be a Chad. So root for Chad, I don't know why you're crying about it. Reason number five, global sausage fest pandemic. There's too many men in the world, guys. Way, way too many men. In all parts of the West, the male to female ratio is 105 to 100 for 18 to 29 year olds. And it changes slightly depending on where you go. This change has only happened recently and is only getting worse as the world continues to develop. Because for all of human history, for any tribe or civilization, there were always more men born than women. However, as men were much more likely to die in hunting or fighting other tribes, 
there were always more men who died earlier in life than women. And usually, come reproduction age, the ratio would have been balanced out by that point. But now, in the modern world, where we have vastly improved safety, almost no one dies before the age of 20. This is causing the ratio to become skewed. So what do you want to do to solve this? Just kill more men? You want to kill men? <laughs> Alright guys, fucking gear the fuck up. We gotta fix this population problem stat. Secondly, here's another point that I've heard very few people talk about. And that is the generational imbalance of the dating market. So in the 1900s, almost everyone was married in their early 20s. Divorce rates were extremely low, so everyone would pretty much be staying with the same person for the rest of their life. But now, in the 21st century, where divorce rates are much higher, it means you are getting a constant influx of new singles in the dating market. Bro, shut up. There's there's such a simple explanation for that every time. That, Like I said earlier, the reason people stayed in the relationships back then is because you had to. Today, you don't have to. There's, no, there's not as much pressure as there was in the 19, whatever the hell he said, the, the early 1900s. Not as much pressure. You don't have to stay with the person who you end up marrying because they could be a piece of shit and you're going to get out of there or you might just not be happy. People are just choosing themselves over uh, um, the outer perspective. They don't care as much as they did back then. It's not as rebellious as it was back then to get a divorce. You know, if a woman got a divorce... 70 years ago she's probably like shunned by her fucking neighbors and shit today they'll be like you got a divorce congratulations throw a party for it damn you got out of that shit like in fact this exact scenario happened in my own family so before i was born my father was already married to somebody else they split up and now he's married to my mother now let's analyze the impact that this divorce had on the dating market well for my father his value had barely changed meanwhile for her her availability took a big plunge. In fact, she already had kids at this point, so she never re-entered the dating market. Out of choice, she chose to stay single for the rest of her life. Secondly, her value had also dropped. Women lose desirability after having children. Shut up, dude. Like, why is he making it all about you? Why is a woman more devalued for having children? If anything, that makes people respect them, should make people respect them more. You're raising children, that's not an easy thing to do. It's common sense, guys. No man wants to be there to raise another man's children. Okay, why? Because you're a little bitch baby? I'm sorry. I mean, again, that's a preference as well, but it doesn't mean that a woman is less of value than a woman without kids. Like, some people just don't want to deal with kids, whatever. But why does that make her value go down? Like, that's also your father's kids too, you know that, right? So they're like both equal on that chart. If your father already, if your father already had kids with somebody else, they, they both have kids now. So what's stopping another woman from thinking that he's less value? It literally goes both ways. Why is it always put on the women, on the woman like that? And then again, like I keep saying, it's a preference, but that doesn't mean that their value goes down as a person because they have kids with somebody else. So the point I'm trying to get to is that these two detrimental factors didn't happen for my father. His SMV was mostly unchanged. And the result of this is that it pretty much created this two for the price of one scenario where for one man, he has removed both himself and two women from the dating market. Therefore, this skews the sex ratio even further. Yeah, my father got bitches, bro, because he's cool as fuck. He could have just said it like that instead. Finally, moving on to reason six for why the dating market is getting worse. The diminishment of monogamy. Listen, guys, this is the hard truth about the current state of the dating market. Nowadays, most of the women out there 
would rather share a chad compared to having a beta to herself. I'll say that again. Most women would rather share a chad than have a beta to herself. Wait, so is... Wait, does he like betas? I'm confused. Most women would rather share a chad than have a beta. Could I please see the chart for this? Because this guy seems to have a lot of charts and I'm not seeing a chart right here. There's no chart for Chad. And if you don't believe this, ask yourself, why do we now see so many women who are sleeping around, being promiscuous and refusing to enter relationships? Who do you think the guys are that they are seeing? I don't know. Why are men sleeping around as well? That's the same question for everybody. Some people find it fun. Some people are sad. They're looking for love. There's, there's a multitude of reasons that people would sleep around. And if you're going to sleep with someone, you might as well sleep with someone that you're attracted to. So like someone attractive is obviously going to probably get to sleep with more people than like an average looking person because they're attractive to more people than the average looking person. So simultaneously, why do you think women friend zone the hundreds of guys who are offering them a relationship? The truth is, it's because of this reason. Keep rereading it until it's drilled in. Oh boy, here we go with the friend zone. Okay, for, for the friend zone doesn't exist, dude. You could just be your friend. Some people don't want to be in a relationship, so that means if you do, regardless of your gender or your sex, you're not being friend zoned. They're just not looking for a relationship right now. They want to be your friend. They don't want to ruin the friendship, whatever. It's such a stupid argument. Like, just because somebody's offering you fucking dinner on a silver platter doesn't mean you got to be with them. Just because they're saying that they could do this or they're, they're going to be a great partner or they really like you and stuff like that doesn't mean that you're obligated to have to be with them. And that doesn't mean that you're friend zone. It just means like, hey, I don't really want a relationship. And I don't want a relationship with you. So we're not going to do that. No one has to say yes to you just because you want it. Such a weird thing. And if you're still unsure, I'll explain exactly how the dating market has changed in the last 50 years. 50 years ago, in the age of monogamy, the vast majority of both men and women would pair off on a one-to-one -one scenario. But now, in 2021, where absolutely no one cares about monogamy... We are seeing the 80-20 rule being played out across the market, where 80% of women only have eyes for and are dating the top 20% of guys. So if you're in the bottom 80%, good luck because you are literally competing for breadcrumbs. Alright, well if people won't date you, you should probably reflect on who you are as a person. Just general knowledge, like if someone doesn't want to date me or my relationships don't go well and stuff like that, I'd probably do a little bit of self-reflection. It doesn't even have to be about looks or anything like that. It has to be like who you are on the inside and what you can give to a person and all that stuff. You might just not be that likable. I don't know, just to self-reflect or something. Other than cry about it and then blame it on women or blame it on men just take a look at yourself first or take a look at the people you're dating they might have sucked that's why they broke your heart anyway guys that's the video and these are my six reasons for why the dating market is only going to get worse in the future if you've thought of any more reasons that you think i missed be sure to leave a comment below explaining your thinking and make sure you press the like button too as it helps the youtube algorithm sir maybe you should just become more of a high value man as you say in your terms just become more of a high-value man. Don't be so shitty. These videos are going to make women not want to even look in your direction. So I highly suggest not making these types of videos. It's just, it, <laughs> every woman who's listening to this is going to be like, this guy is fucking awful. And every man who's listening to this is going to say, this guy is awful.
So, <laughs> and every transgender as well. Um, so you're really fucking yourself over with that one. Yeah, one of my reasons that dating is getting worse for men as well is because uh, it's only getting worse for men like you. Only men like you. I think the rest of the men are fine. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I love reacting to content like that because I find it so funny. You should, when I find these videos, I usually just watch the first minute or two to see if they're worthy of reacting to. And every time I do, I laugh so loud, it's insane. They are just, they're too good. They're too good and they're always the same. They're always around the same concept. Uh, why don't we turn this around and do some LGBTQ stories today? You guys have so many good ones. I wish I could read them all. Hey Sam, so I came out to my family today as trans, FTM, he, him pronouns. The day started off like any other, crying and breaking down in my room. <laughs> that's not, that's like any other day. That's sad. Uh, I feel that though. But except today my sister noticed and we talked. I came out and we had talked a little bit more. She was extremely supportive and is taking me to a doctor soon to sort out some medical stuff and psychological stuff. She then went and talked to my parents. My dad came in, we hugged and cried for a while and he told me he, he always loved me and accepted me. Him, me, and my mom went for a walk and talked about things. It was so casual. They acted like I'd been out for months or even years. No hesitation with pronouns or my nickname for the time being while I figure out a forever name. We talked about getting me a shirt for my sister's wedding, a binder, talking to my teachers, and other stuff. I came home to a gift bag for my sister containing men's deodorant, underwear, perfume, chocolate, and a card which immediately made me burst into tears. Wow. I'm beyond lucky. This experience has made me realize what an amazing family I have. My heart goes out to all the trans people who are less fortunate, some of which I'm friends with. Transitioning is and will continue to be a long, hard journey, but a solid support system and accepting loved ones make all the difference. I hope as time goes by, more people will continue to educate themselves and the world will be, one day, a far more supportive place. We've come so far already and I know that together the LGBT community will continue to make incredible changes. Wow. This is actually one of the most positive stories I've ever read for one of my submissions. I don't think I've ever seen people be on board so quick. That's mind-blowing to me. And you're you're very fortunate to have a family that really, really does show love and care to you. So like, you you got a good family, dude. You really do. That little gift basket, that shit would, that would make me ball my eyes out even thinking about like me being 15, 16 and getting like a little basket like that. It would just be, it would be done for me. I wouldn't stop crying. Your future is everything. The beginning of transition is very hard. It feels very slow at first and it feels like you're waiting forever to get things done. But uh, always take your time with it and you know, be thankful for your really awesome family. Next story says, I'm a closeted non-binary pansexual person that goes by he slash they. And I've only come out to my friends and partner who have been very supportive of my identity and my surprisingly frequent gender crisis. I've constantly been harassed by many people in my school about my identity and my sexuality. Both things that I never tried to hide while inside of school, which definitely hasn't helped me at all. But my problem is my family. I never had a dad around, and I'm happily no longer living with my mother, so I currently live with my grandparent until I can afford somewhere to live. My grandma has always said that she's open to people liking whoever they want and to express themselves how they please to but I can see behind the lies and her blatant transphobia and homophobia. I've wanted to come out for years, but I never felt comfortable or safe with telling her or any member of my family. She's been pretty verbally abusive since I was younger and has even refused to help me with my many very clear mental illnesses since a young age, but I brushed it off and reluctantly accepted the behavior she shows towards me. She's never made me feel comfortable to tell her anything and trusting her to know about my identity is even harder to imagine. I spent a struggle building up my confidence to tell her I wanted my hair cut, at least a little bit shorter, and I still haven't gotten the courage 
courage to come out to her after all of these years. Not being able to come out has resulted in many breakdowns and a lot of gender dysphoria and hate towards how I feel about being non-binary. I'm hoping to move out with my partner as soon as I have the money to, and hopefully I can also come out to my family when I feel I'm away from them with more confidence in myself and my identity. I love your YouTube channel and your podcast. They give me a little bit of freedom from feeling so horribly. Your content has always been relaxing for me and my partner, and has made me feel more confident in being in the under the trans umbrella. So me and my partner thank you immensely for that. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. I'm really glad that I can make a difference in your life, but I totally agree with... Uh, what you said you know come out when you are away and you have more confidence in yourself and when you aren't living in a situation like that because coming out in a situation like that uh, where someone isn't accepting can definitely set you up for more like verbal abuse and just like putting you down and stuff like that you you never know you know i don't know anybody's family if you come out and an unaccepting household you might be you know there might be jokes that are made that you're not a fan of you might be called a different name called a different pronoun on purpose you never know so in my opinion it is always good to wait until you're in a better environment where you wouldn't have to put up with that kind of thing and because uh, that's that's just going to make your mental health even worse you know than than staying closeted and only telling like your friends and stuff like that so yeah stay safe out there it's never fun to be put down or anything like that obviously and as long as you have some good friends or a good partner and even a good online community to talk to even that littlest bit can be really helpful all right well that wraps up everything for this week's episode so thank you guys for listening really appreciate it thank you for submitting your stories if you want to submit any of your lgbtq stories they can be funny happy sad scary whatever you can submit them to outspokensam at gmail.com and i might read one of yours at the end of an episode so hope you all have a really great day and i will see you next week with a new episode all right bye Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.